Casey, you know what this means. USA England is kicked off. Not yet, but you will hear this. If USA manages to put the ball in the back of the net. Oh, we're playing the Star Spangled Yeah, we're playing You will this. hear yes. the Star Spangled Banner. Right. It's right. not terribly likely, in my opinion, but if it happens, Stop. you will Stop. hear this. We're going to score. They're going to score at least once. Let me ask you this. Is this game on the radio locally? Like, first of all, I don't think I've I ever don't heard know. I, think I don't think I've ever heard of on... soccer. I don't think I've ever heard a soccer game on the radio. What's that like, you think? I don't I know, uh, actually, my father-in-law was going up north. They live in Detroit, so they were going up to the Upper Peninsula today. And he was talking my ear off yesterday. I guess you have to get them all on satellite radio, and he had no idea how to do it. But I started thinking about this. What would a soccer game sound like on the radio? I've never heard it. It's, I mean, boy, you got to fill some time. I feel like it, yeah, definitely. And I feel right. like it's just such a visual sport. Right. Like, how, totally. how do you relay the action of a soccer game to what we do on the radio? I well, we're going to have to, we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to do it. You and I, right now, we are not going to do, we are not going to do play by play. There's a stoppage in play right now. They're showing the American coach. Now, American defender has it left side. It's uh, deflected back into the uh, USA zone, kicking well, it back to the, to the, uh, what a pro, goalie. Jesse. What round of applause for Jesse Rogers. <laughs> I, what a pro. Here's the problem. I don't even know all the rules, so if I, I can't do play-by-play, I'll screw it all up. Uh, and uh, it's out of bounds. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> all right, I have, I have a question about the Bears and Justin Fields. I need help because I cannot make sense of what the Bears should do going forward with Fields. I'm very concerned when we hear about Justin Fields having what is effectively an AC joint injury. He called it a separated shoulder. When you hear about the uh, Luke Getze saying we're going to play the game the way we know how to play the game, which seems to be running with your quarterback, which means he's going to take hits. I know Getze has said he's done a pretty good job of not taking really tough hits, really difficult hits, but... He did take one against the Falcons, and it wound him up on the ground with what is effectively a separated shoulder. It was kind of misreported dislocated, but at least it's not dislocated, just an AC joint. Still but, a little nervous about what you do with him going forward. And Jesse, Well, and, and the idea that he hasn't taken that big hit doesn't mean he won't. You know? Exactly. Yes, maybe he has a little bit of an ability to avoid it. You know, the good players can avoid it, but doesn't mean it's not going to happen. I still think that if they're leaving it up to him, it's more of a sore issue, soreness issue than an injury issue. It's also his, his non-throwing shoulder, so I have less concern. Agreed. Less concern. The, the, the issue, though, is, and you're right, it can only be one hit. Like, sometimes it doesn't need to be an accumulation of hits. It can just be one. We saw Aaron Rodgers, who was kind of a picture of perfect health, get his collarbone collarbone broken on a weird tackle where he just landed wrong, got sacked, went down, done for the year. So it doesn't have to be necessarily an accumulation. It can be any one hit. And when you're putting your quarterback in that situation, I get nervous that those hits are coming. And if Justin Fields does get a serious injury because he's taking so many hits, that sets you back not just for the rest of this season, but for next season. So, This is the root of my problem because I'm split on this topic. On the one hand, if Justin Fields is healthy, I think he needs to play. 
I think if Justin Fields is healthy, you want him out there. You want him getting real game snaps. You want him in game situations where he can learn and develop, make mistakes if he needs to, learn from the mistakes that he's making, and grow as a quarterback. At the same time, he's already banged up. I know everyone in the NFL is banged up, so not everyone in the NFL is just going to sit out. But don't you at some point worry, if you're the Bears, should you shut him down to avoid what could end up being a long-term catastrophe if he just takes the wrong hit? I think we've seen enough this year. He's the franchise guy. He's the guy you're going to have at quarterback next season and into the future for the Chicago Bears. I start to worry, like, if you keep this guy out there and you're going to play the way you're going to play, you're not going to continue to develop him as a passer because, frankly, they haven't worked on stuff developing him as a passer. It's been so run heavy the last month and a half. I, I don't know what you do. I need help, Jess. Help all me right, out. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you with your inane thoughts here. First of all, you're not shutting anybody down, okay? You don't shut someone down that's not injured, for God's sakes. Well, unless it's uh, maybe game 8, 17 or whatever. But he is injured. It, first of all, he's hurting. We don't know that he's injured. I know the okay? big difference between when, hurt and injured. There is a big difference because they're leaving it up to him if he plays. You don't leave it up to the player to, to play if you're injured, if you're injured. That, that's up to the doctors. It's a, it's a fine line, but there is a line there. Second of all, how many games do we have left, for God's sake? Six? What is it? Um, three and eight, right? They have six yeah, games three and eight, left. Six games remaining. Six games left. You're not shutting someone down because he's got a sore left shoulder. Now, having said that, you work with Cap in the morning. I'm going to really pull a cap here because on Monday I said, let him play. On Wednesday when I was on, I said, don't let him play. Now, on Friday, I'm going to say, let him play. No, You're a flipper. What I'm going to say is... Let him play with maybe a, a reset this week. But you're not shutting him down. You need him to go through a full season. You need him to go through the ups and downs and understand what it takes to get through it and improve while uh, on the way. You're going to sit him down for six weeks? That's, that's crazy. But I, I'm not against sitting him this week, playing him against Green Bay, getting him the bye, and then playing him out as long as he's healthy. You don't just sit him to sit him. It's very rare for me to to be kind of split on something. I'm typically very strong on one side you're, or the you're other. You're a little schizophrenic. You are. My, I agree with that. Yeah, my opinions are typically very strong one side or the other. I, I just get worried, and I think there's merit on both sides where – He's shown us enough. We know he's the franchise guy. I think everybody here now is in agreement. I think everybody in the city now is in agreement. If you look at the national shows, Dan Orlovsky was calling him MVP. I think everybody's kind of in agreement. He's shown us enough. The worries and concerns that existed last year and at the start of this season aren't really there anymore. He's clearly an athlete. He's clearly very talented. So the worries aren't there as much. He's the franchise guy. We already know that, and we know that this team, the offensive line, is in yeah, terms of yeah. But he's not a finished product, Shay. I agree he's with not a you. Finished but product. Where are you finishing that product this year? The offensive line is not good enough to protect him. If you're going to send uh, him I, out I, there in no passing I downs, I disagree. I disagree. They're good enough to let him play football, for God's sake. Yeah, I mean, I agree I with disagree. that. But he's going to take hits. Is the point? Well, so, that's the game of football. You take hits. I'm not arguing for you're, this you're side. I'm truly it. split if, on it. If the offensive line is better, you're still going to take hits. I agree. But, uh, Jesse, I mean, he's, it's behind one of the worst offensive lines in the league in pass protection situations. And the more and more that they put him in known passing downs late game, we start to see things where... Well, what, what are you worried about? A career-ending injury? What are you worried about? Yes, I'm worried about any uh, kind of serious inju- injury. I don't think that's unfair. He's taking a ton of hits. Whether he's avoiding big ones or not, the way that Luke Getzey is told 
told us. Okay, well, then they, then they better stop running him because I worry more about running the ball than passing the ball with the big hits. That's where you're going to get the big hits, running him up the middle like they did against Atlanta. Run, running him at all. Then tell him not to run. I mean, this is ridiculous. He is who he is. You're going to play football. If he's injured, you don't play him. Otherwise, you play him. What about this weekend, Jess? I, that's what I'm, uh, That's where I flip-flop. I, I'm okay with him not playing this weekend. I'm okay with this weekend. But only this weekend. Is it- I would play him against Green Bay uh, uh, as long as the whatever's going on doesn't doesn't affect him next week. I assume one week would would do it because they're already leaving it in his decision. I would take it out of his hands and say, hey, get the physical and mental reset, play against Green Bay, get another week off, and let's go from there. Oh, English I, just missed a goal, by the way. I think a, I noticed that. I think a part <laughs> of wanting to sit him this weekend, too, is, look, the Jets' defense is really good. They've got Quinn and Williams. They've got an elite secondary. They get home on the quarterback. He's going to take hits if he's out there this weekend. Green Bay. That's another thing I don't believe in. Yeah, I don't believe in you tailor whether a guy sits or not. To no, the no, opponent. and that's that's, just that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, given the situation, the AC joint injury existing, he's already banged up. He's going out in a situation where the defense you're playing is extremely good and gets home. It's probably not a super va- favorable spot. Just the context of the opponent, given the existing injury. I'm not saying if he were fully healthy, hey, maybe let's not play him this game. If he's but fully healthy, he's going. Sho- it's his non throwing shoulder. It, it, it sounds more sore than actually injured at this moment, but I, you know, I could be wrong about that. I just feel like the, the doctors and, the, and the, the, the training staff wouldn't let him out there if he was truly injured. This is about ma- managing soreness or pain. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to weigh in on Justin Fields and the Bears, because I, I just I need help. I can't decide where I think well, the I Bears should go you. with the future of Justin I just Fields. I understand. Like I think I lean more towards the side of. If he's healthy enough to play, he needs to play. But I Good. don't think it's unfair to be concerned that he's taking too many hits this year. We talked about it a little in the last hour. If you missed it on the ESPN Chicago app, the podcasts are all available every hour. We talked about it a little bit where I mentioned Lamar Jackson has taken a ton of hits. You know, we've seen in the past quarterbacks like this. Robert Griffin the third was a star, took one too many hits out of the league. Like I think that this has happened where if the goal is to win games, yes, you need to start Justin Fields. And I honestly think that that should be the goal for the remainder of the season. I'm not interested in getting as high of a draft pick as possible just to do it. If you want to go in the tank and they make that decision, then they make that decision. It's just not one that I would make. But I do well, worry I, I, with Fields out there in known passing situations, which deja vu for the Bears every weekend in the final quarter, it's known passing downs, and he's getting hit. He's getting sacked. Yeah, but, he doesn't but, have but time. Shay, it, it, this is this is who he is. This is what the offense is going to look like. So, okay, they may get a few more blockers for him that are better blockers, but he's going to run. He's going to take hits. He's going to pass. He's going to take hits like every quarterback does. Um, I, 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 get, I get that. You you want yeah, it to but be every perfect. quarterback's not like Tom Brady's going to take hits, but he's not an investment long term. He's already that guy. Like Jalen Hurts takes hits, but you're not worried about protecting him for next year. You want to win a Super Bowl this year. The Bears need to be a little concerned about protecting Justin Fields for next year, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I really don't. I mean, he he hasn't had a known concussion or anything like that, right? It's not it's not his throwing shoulder that's hurting right now. I think you just got to play the game. You got to play the game until information tells you differently. USA England 13th minute tie game 0-0 a lot of excitement in the World Cup as always. 
Well, I mean, you want me to do play-by-play? That's really exciting. No, not I again. Continue, I no, can do Jesse, that again. I don't. I don't want you to do that again, actually. A U.S. player kicks it to the right. Uh, an English player takes it away. How's that? Jesse Rogers, Shane Orling in for Carmen Yurko. The guys are off. Next up, Snorling gives his keys to the game in for Yurko right here on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Need help finding the perfect holiday gift? We can think of a few ideas. Few whiskey, that is. All of your ESPN Chicago favorites, Carmen Yurko, Cap and Hood, Waddle and Sylvie, Black and Abdallah will go head-to-head with bourbon barrels that we hand-selected. All brought to you by Few Whiskey. Come join the guys at Benny's in Lincoln Park December 1st at 6.30, one of the rare events where we will all be there together. Cast your vote and get the perfect holiday gift at this limited edition bottle release event. Only 120 bottles of each show will be available, so you don't want to miss out. Benny's in Lincoln Park December 1st at 6.30. Carmen and Yurko. Follow at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64 on Twitter. On ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Shane Orland, Jesse Rogers in for Carmen and Yurko. The boys are off for Black Friday. They got to get some shopping done. So Jesse and I stepped in here with you until 2 o'clock. It'll be Tyler Rocky and Dion Miller after us. We'll cross talk with them at two. Still, hey, don't nothing, forget nothing, we, Jess. We, we have to we have to preview the big Iowa Nebraska game. Still, yeah, we still we'll, have to do about forty five minutes. We'll on get that. to that at six oh five. Don't discount my Hawkeyes. They're going to take down Ohio State or Michigan next week. Maybe next week we'll we'll preview the Big Ten title where the Hawkeyes will be thirty point dogs. Thirty point upset. That's that. That'll be. That's like Stanford at USC, right? That that'll be huge when they take them down. Who do you think is going to win tomorrow? By the way, Iowa, Ohio State, Nebraska. Right? Oh, Ohio State, no. Michigan. <laughs> yeah, Ohio State. Yeah, I'm leaning that way as well. Both had a little bit of a scare last week. I mean, Michigan did in a big way. Um, I think neither I, I, team is very good, but I think when you look well, at they're oh, both good, but you're saying no. Not I mean, in terms of national title yeah, contention, yeah. like. Three weeks ago, I would have told you, I think the winner of this game might win the title. Now, I think both of them, like, I don't want to get in the weeds on it, but Michigan has struggled to have an effective passing game, and Ohio State can't run the ball at all. Uh, don't you think both teams may have been just kind of looking forward to this game for a couple weeks now? Could be. That's it was such thing. a collision course. Yeah, it was such a collision course. They both had letdowns last week, even though they won. Um, Ohio State had a little bit easier of a, of a time, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that it's in Columbus, I think, gives Ohio State, obviously, the big advantage. 312-332-3776. Talking about the Bears, if you want to weigh in, we will get to your calls in a moment. But first, every Friday on Carmen and Yurko, Yurko gives his keys to the game for the Bears. Snorling is stepping in and taking over. Just step aside for a moment. I'm giving my keys. I can't wait. Justin Fields plays, plays well, and throws the football. The Bears will not win if it's Trevor Simeon. I know that's not a hot take, but that's one of the biggest keys, if not the biggest key, to the Bears winning this game against the Jets at 12 noon in East Rutherford, New Jersey. 
Justin Fields has to play, he has to play well, and he has to throw the football. They're not going to win running against this Jets defense. They might not win throwing against it, but that's going to be the key. Key number two. I like that. That's a good one. Key number two. Better coaching decisions. What the hell was that final two minutes in Atlanta? We've talked about it at length on this airway, uh, on this airwave this week, but you cannot come out running the football with no timeouts in the final two minutes, and you definitely can't do it with your quarterback, and you get him hurt doing it. It's not acceptable. You have to be better in late-game situations because deja vu for the Bears. Every single week they have the ball under two minutes and a chance to go down and tie or win, and every single week they screw it up. Key number three. Do not give the ball away. I'm tired of getting to the final two minutes of deja vu again. And Justin Fields hasn't thrown the ball, has no rhythm. They haven't run quick passes. They haven't had hot routes. They haven't allowed him to get in rhythm throwing the football. And then at the end of the game, every week, he lobs some soft overthrow like he did to Mooney against the Falcons last week, and it gets picked off. It's going to be difficult. The Jets have maybe the best secondary in football. They have the presumptive defensive rookie of the year in Sauce Gardner. They can take the ball away. But you have to hold on to it. You cannot be in those situations again where Justin Fields is giving the ball up late in the game. And key number four for the Bears, defense. It's Mike freaking White. Go out there and get off the field on third down. It's not acceptable against this Jets offense to keep giving it up on third down. I get that the Bears are so used to having a talented defense, and it's very odd to see a very talented offense go side-by-side with a defense that's a brothel. Everybody scores, but enough of it. It's Mike freaking White. We can't be giving up 30 points to Mike White and the Jets. we got to see the Bears' defense play better. And those are the keys to the game for the Bears. 12 noon against the Jets in East Rutherford, New Jersey. That's the most passion someone's had for a 3-8 and eight game against the Jets I've, I've heard in my life. But well done. Well done. I'd add one more, though. How about having a lead in the last two minutes instead of forcing your young quarterback and a young offense to go down the field and get a touchdown or a nice. field goal? Yeah. How about having a lead late in the game? Yeah, that how about would, a bonus fifth that, key where, yeah, you just you go yeah. out and you don't need to have the ball in the final two minutes with a chance to win. You just need No, that's it easier said than done. You can't just you know, say it and then it happens, but play a better game for 40, you know, for the first 40 minutes or so and then and then have a, have a nice little cushion at the end so so you don't have to be the team going down to score. Uh, I think that's kind of important too. Even though Justin Fields is getting some reps and remember that interception last week came after the two runs. He was hurt. He was desperate. Um, you're right. The play calling there was just so bad starting with the first run. Just, I've never seen anything like it. Honestly. Yeah, the, I, we I, found out later the second run was was improvised because of a uh, it was supposed to be a halfback run, but still. But again, it, it just can't, bad, it just can't be a run at all. It's under two minutes, no timeouts. You're trying to win a game. You can't, even if it's to the running back, you can't hand that ball off. It's known passing downs. Everybody knows you have to pass it. You should know you have to pass it. And Justin Fields needs to learn in those situations. If he throws an interception like he did, so what? You lose the game. We don't care about wins really anyway. Jess, you said it. You don't even want him to win. Look, <laughs> Good and lose. 
Like, right. I would like them to win some of these games and for Justin Fields to show us some development in the final two minutes where he's able to stand in the pocket, where he's able to make the plays and get the ball down the field. We haven't seen that yet, but running the ball is unacceptable. Yeah, no, no doubt. But that is also sort of, you see what they think as their default best move to make in a two-minute scenario right now. It, it, most quarterbacks would be drop back, throw, drop back, throw, drop back, throw. They're just not there yet. I assume Lugetsky believes that what he called there wasn't the right way to win a game, right? But he's just not comfortable yet. I don't think they are in drop back, throw, drop back, throw, drop back, throw, even though most of the time the defense is going to give you a few chunks, especially when you're starting in your own end like that. Yeah, and I think that's, I mean, there was a lot of, and not necessarily reputable scuttlebutt about it, but there was a lot of people talking about what if Luke Getzey gets a head coaching job. He may have burned himself out of a head coaching job with that two-minute drill. Oh, come on. I don't think one two-minute drill burns you out of a head coaching job. Well, it's tough. Come I on. mean, if you're going to be if you're gonna be a one-year offensive coordinator who's never called plays to a head coach in the NFL. Get, who was saying he was getting a, a There's a, a been whispers. It's been, a lot of, it's been a lot of questioning if this guy's good enough. Now, I'm of a different opinion. I've always thought, I've always thought if the Bears do end up going that route, and, and, and Getsy gets hired away, that's actually good for the Bears overall because it means that your offense was good enough for that to happen. That's something you can build on. Yeah, sure, but it wasn't going to be good enough in one year. Come on. That I, was silly. I agree he with you. He worked with Aaron Rodgers, so I don't know what credit gets that's there. That's why I mentioned it wasn't reputable whispers necessarily, yeah, but there were a little people bit talking a, about it. Yeah, Fields has improved a little bit here over the last four or five weeks. Let's like call Getsy the genius uh, boy genius on offense just yet. My God. 312-332-3776 if you want to weigh in on the Bears and Justin Fields. Jess, let's talk to Lewis in Lowell, Indiana. Lewis, what's up, buddy? Hi. I wanted to point out something that obviously it's an opinion and everybody has one of those, that he's not their guy. He's not who this coaching staff wants. Whether they're right or not, He doesn't throw a good deep ball. He doesn't have a quick release, and he's not accurate. All he can do is run, so they have him run. Did you say he doesn't throw a good deep ball? No, he doesn't. I can watch every time. It's uh, it's all way high. You know, you you watch Tom Brady, it spoils you. He hits them in the numbers. If they don't catch it, it'll knock their teeth out. Not with uh, Justin. I love him. He's a wonderful man, wonderful young man. You want your son to be like him, you know? But uh, he's not who they want. And that reminds me. They're going to get a different quarterback. Well, slow down, slow down. Listen, uh, slow down on that. But it does remind me, Shay, when you made this blanket statement earlier about we've all we're all convinced, all of Chicago's convinced. That is not the case. There are some people out there that think. There's worst case, they, or, or the most extreme opinion is he's a complete gimmick. No way can he be a quarterback long term because he can't throw. That might be the, our caller right there. Then there's then there's other people that are doubters that are not extreme that are saying, "Well, let's see it. Let's see it. It, it. We've not seen any sort of drop back and pass kind of a guy here. We've seen yes, the ability to run, the yes, the ability to pull back and go deep, but not the intermediate throw. So when you said earlier, all of Chicago is convinced, that is not the case. Well, I, and I understand that, and that's a valid argument, but. It- I disagree that he can't throw. I mean, I think anybody that's coming up at this point and saying, hey, Justin Fields isn't the guy because he can't throw, you haven't watched really then. And I, I disagree with the caller, Lewis. I Justin Fields doesn't well. have a good deep ball. What, what have you been watching? It's yeah. like the one thing in passing that he does almost as well as anybody. His deep ball is perfect. You know, the funny thing is, Shay, he's he's been most impressive on, on broken plays. Like when he 
uh, pointed David Montgomery down the field last week. Where he's least impressive is drop back, guy does a, 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 an out pattern, whatever it is, and you're trying to get chunks that way. That's been the least impressive. The most impressive are the run, the throws on the run or broken yeah. plays or scrambling. Well, it's the short and intermediate stuff, Jess, where I get a little concerned because he hasn't exactly. been incredibly accurate. But the exactly. deep ball stuff, what was it against Dallas? The short corner, or was that New England? The short corner end zone uh, deep ball to Pettis was an incredible throw. There yeah, have been and the times. Montgomery last week was great. Yeah, and- there have been. Oh, that was an amazing throw. Montgomery had a man right on his back, and Justin dropped it in the basket. There have been times this season, too, where Mooney's running free and just doesn't complete the catch. The deep ball is not an issue for me. It's the short and intermediate stuff. And frankly, the Bears don't run a ton of it. I haven't seen a lot of quick slants. I haven't seen a ton of hot routes. I'd like to see more of that so he can develop in that regard. But the deep ball and he can't throw, that stuff I don't get. And that's where I say I think we all kind of as a station agree this is the franchise guy. I think most reasonable Bears fans are in agreement. He's the future here. I understand there's validity to the argument that he's not their guy. They didn't draft him. He was here before them. They could have come in here and just thought, we're going to get our guy in the draft. We're going to figure this out ourselves. I don't think that that's the case anymore. They tailored this offense for his success. I also think there's validity in that all of our um, uh, our judgments are skewed a little bit because we, uh, seriously, I'm serious about this. Because if you grew up in this city, you have not seen a dynamic quarterback that can do it all. And the and the first whiff of it, we go crazy, understandably so. So I, I think all that is baked into the into this whole thing. And I, I'm a little less all the way in as, as you are, but it's the best we got right now. And it's the best we've gotten in a long time. So we're going to give him every opportunity to succeed. But I understand where the caller's coming from, even though he's too extreme. I understand where some other doubters are coming from. I think they're probably wrong, but you seem like they're definitely wrong. Well, maybe part of why I'm all the way in is also the context of the league where, look, if you have a quarterback who's serviceable, I mean, Jess, look around the NFC right now. Look at the best teams in the NFC and who's the quarterback of those teams. It ain't Aaron Rodgers. It ain't Tom Brady. I mean, you look at Kirk Cousins. You're looking at uh, Jalen Hurts. You're looking at... Uh, Dak Prescott. I mean, the best teams, Jimmy Garoppolo, Geno Smith, these are not prime Peyton Manning types. Sure, They're showing sure. you can win with a quarterback that has deficiencies. Jess, the Vikings are 9-2 and two with Kirk bleeping Cousins. You right. can but, win but with the, deficient you're, that, quarterbacks. You, you're, you're quoting the NFC. Now let's go to the AFC. Those are legit all pro. Well, not all over the play. I mean, yeah, Burrow, uh, Allen, Mahomes, but the Titans are seven, th- seven and three with Ryan Tannehill. Lamar hasn't been phenomenal this season. Baltimore's seven and three. No, I agree. I agree. I think you're, the Jets are six and four. They just benched a dead body. I think we're seeing around <laughs> the league that. You can win games with deficient quarterbacks. The Patriots lost last night. They're six and five and in the playoff hunt with Mac Jones. I don't know that we need to have a superstar all time quarterback back there. I think if you have a quarterback who's serviceable and who you believe can win you some games, it's your best bet to insulate the remainder of the roster and figure out how to be that good of okay, a team. But having said that, I know we have to break. Having said that, anybody that want that anybody that calls in and says at this moment, he's not even that yet, I think is legitimate. I think is legitimate because you do not win with your legs over the course of time. This is a short period of time where they have – they haven't even won. They've scored points with his legs. Um, so if you wanted to say he is not that guy yet, that serviceable guy that can win you whatever you need to win, they'd be right. 
we're projecting that he will be, you and I and most people. Shane Orling, Jesse Rogers in for Carmen and Yurko today. McKnight at the movies next. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Did you miss some Carmen and Yurko? You don't have to miss anything. Podcasts are ready on the ESPN Chicago app. Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Shane Orling, Jesse Rogers in for Carmen and Yurko. Would you say, Shay, the um, field is a bit tilted in favor of England so far? Just you and I watching as we do the show. Uh, I, I haven't been able to watch maybe as much as you've seen, Jess. The TVs are at kind of an awkward angle in here. But oh, yeah, I, I have a good angle. It, it's been it looks like the shot count is kind of even. Yeah, yeah. The USA's had a few chances, but it's been a lot on, on their side of the field. But, of course... Remember last game, USA owned the first half and then didn't Played look terrible good in the, the second half. Second half, I mean, so awful. you never know. But no score so far. Uh, kind of, you know, approaching halftime, about ten minutes left um, in the first half. There's been chances both ways, but it, it feels like more of the play's been on on the U.S. side. Nothing, nothing. USA hanging in there with England so far. Uh, possession, you're right, not looking good. USA, 31% of the possession so far in this game. Every week on Carmen and Yurko, we play McKnight at the movies. It's your chance to win some Lou Malnati's gift card, a little bit of pizza for you and the family. So we're going to play the clues. Connor McKnight, so helpful. What a guy on the holiday weekend sending in some clues for McKnight at the movies. We will play the clues if you're the first caller that can guess the correct movies. Jesse, you and I are in the dark. We don't know what this is. No. So we're going to play along as well. And if you're the first caller that can name the correct movie, you're going to get a gift card to Lou Malnati's. Jess, you ready? Yep, let's go. All right, let's get started with clue number one. Our scene opens on a lone man. Immediately, we feel the desperation of the moment, of the man. This is the climax of the movie. That's clue number one. I, I, I didn't get a lot there. A desperate man. Desperate man, the climax of the movie. So, uh, I guess towards the end, right? Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be hard to guess so based Con- on that. Connor setting the scene for us. Let's get to clue number two. I have no idea so far. Fitting that our protagonist is all alone. The whole picture has been building up to his facing the very prospect. He's not dressed for the weather. Not really. He's been left out in the cold and sleet all by himself and of his own design, whether he knows it or not. He's shouting now into the ether. There's no one around to hear him, but he knows better. He's learned over the last hour or so that there's always someone listening. I think I'm starting to get an idea, and I think this might be a movie I have actually not seen, but I know what scene he's talking about. Do you really? I'm starting to get an idea. I think I've seen the scene. I haven't seen the full movie, but I'm starting to get a vision here. Uh, Jess, you have any ideas? Don't give it away if you know it, but hey, where are you at with the police? Uh, I have less ideas than you do. Let's put it that way. A couple. A couple. I'm going I'm to need more. Need All right. More. Let's see if clue number three helps. A bit on our actor. A titan of film. Prolific. This might be his most iconic role. Certainly top three. It wasn't, though, when the movie came out. This classic was a flop when it debuted, despite his star power and the already legendary status of the director. I think I'm right on. Jesse, yeah, you got any ideas? I, I think I'm right on as well. Uh, we have a fourth clue, so I want to play it. We're getting the calls in, and we'll see, uh, we'll see who gets the, the Lou Malnati's gift card. But let's play this clue number four, see if it gives it away. 
Back to our scene, the wind howls as loud as our leading man. The police have shown up, and normally a disturbance like this would mean a guy is in trouble, and that's certainly how our desperate loner greets the cop. But instead, we find the officer has been out looking for our man. Bedford Falls' finest is a friend, <laughs> and the mere fact that he recognizes our main means the world. In fact, it means the world has changed, back to normal. But for one man, our hero, things will never be the same. He's gained a new appreciation for life, his family, and old Lang Syne. Yeah, that one, that one gave it away. I had it after three, though. I know it, but I'm not seeing a correct answer yet. I will you, say. Seriously? Yeah, you'll, you'll get one. I have not seen this movie. It's a blind spot for oh, me. You're unbelievable. How can I trust anything you say if you haven't seen this movie? I have seen many of this actor's movies. I have not seen this one. And it looks like we do have a correct answer. Uh, so we will get to this in a moment. Tim in Tinley Park, do you think you know what the movie is? It's a Wonderful Life. It there is a Wonderful Life. Great job, Tim. You're going to take home some Lou Malnati's today. Thanks to ESPN 1000, buddy. Thanks, Eric. Did you have it after two, Shay, or after three? I had an idea after two. Three made me certain. Yeah, I didn't. I, I was wrong after two, but definitely had it after three. Let's get to the reveal here, Jess. Clarence! Clarence! Help me, Clarence! Get me back! Get me back! I don't care what happens to me! Get me back to my wife and kids! Help me, Clarence, please! Please! I want to live again. I want to live again. I want to live again. Please, God, let me live again. Hey, George! George! You all right? Hey, what's the matter? Now get out of here, Bert, or I'll hit you again. Get out of here. What the Sam Hill are you yelling for, George? You... George, Bert, do you know me? Know you? <laughs> you kidding? I've been looking all over town trying to find you. I saw your car piled into that tree down there, and I thought maybe you... Hey, your mouth's bleeding. Are you sure you're all right? What you... <laughs> My mouth's bleeding, Bert! My mouth's bleeding! Zuzu's pedals! Zuzu... There they are! Bert! What do you know about that? Merry Christmas! So I thought we were going to play the whole movie there for a minute. Right. So part of why I've never seen this is because I've seen that scene. And I feel like when you see such a crucial scene in a movie before you see the entire movie. It, it, it really isn't about the spoiler alert here. Shay. It takes the sting out the of it. The spirit of the movie. Really, knowing the ending doesn't matter. Jesse, where does this rank in the pantheon of holiday movies? Oh, it, 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 for holiday movies, it's at the top. The it's very the top, top number one? Um, Off the top of my head. No pun intended. Yes. Yes. It's got to be. My favorite Christmas movie, Jess, is Die Hard. Oh, here we go again. You're just doing that to de no, debate I'm not. whether it's a I'm Christmas movie. I'm dead serious. And I'm not even going to debate it because it's irrefutable. It is I mean, a Christmas movie. You? Okay, fine. It, it, let's say it is a Christmas movie. How can you say that's better than It's a Wonderful Life? Because I haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life. It's well, easy. I, okay. I've seen Die Hard. I haven't seen It's a Wonderful Fine. Life. So uh, to me, Die Hard is better. I've seen them both a million times, and It's a Wonderful Life is more of a classic Christmas part uh, movie. 
Well, it doesn't matter if it's a classic Christmas movie. It matters if I like it the most. And Die Hard is the Christmas movie well, I, I then, like the most. Well, then you're... Uh, I, I, look, I'm not You know what's the Die- worst is the people who say it can't be a Christmas movie because it was released in July or whatever? Who cares? Well, it's it, it, it the, the, the setting is Christmas, so that's fine. That works for me. Um, but I would never pick it over It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, give me something less... I mean, Home Alone, you want to battle Home Alone and Die Hard? I'll battle with you, but I'm not going to battle with you on It's a Wonderful Life. Die Hard's definitely better than Home Alone. I, all right, here, Jesse, over the I weekend, I'll do some you. homework. I'll watch uh, It's a Wonderful Life. I would agree with you. I'm not 12 years old, so I would agree with you. I will watch It's a Wonderful Life over the weekend. I'll do some homework, and I'll come back to you next week with where I place it against Die Hard. That sounds like something Cap would do, Not, not never have watched well, Cap hasn't life. seen anything. Cap's seen yeah. Die Hard 700 times. It's the only movie he's ever seen. I don't know how someone could go through their life and not see It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, really quickly, let's get Jim and Crystal Lake in. He wants to call about the Bears. Hey, guys. Jim, what's so, up? Uh, hey, so, you know, on the Bears and Justin Fields. So, you know, over the past decade or so, I'm, you know, I'm sure you felt the same way during the season, after the season. I feel like it's a wasted year, another wasted season for the Bears. I don't feel that way this year. I really don't. But I'm telling you this, if Justin Fields gets hurt where it hurts his, you know, a, a good part of his career, it's another wasted season for the Bears. Hard to argue. If Justin well, Fields I, gets I, hurt and it, and, it, and it ruins his career, yes, then this season was a yes, waste. Yes, then it's a waste. I mean, this reminds me of the argument, the preseason argument. Like, don't play him in the preseason, I, especially this year. Like, what's the difference between the preseason and the regular season for the Bears? There is no difference. Reps are reps because they weren't going to win anything this year anyway. So to me, it doesn't matter if he goes down in preseason game four or regular season game one. It or get right game preseason three. game three and regular season. It's all the same. Well, now they're not going to get better unless he's out there. I mean, what are we talking about here? He's a football player and he's somewhat healthy although right now he's hurting a little bit so if he's healthy enough to play sunday play i do think jim hit on something important there though that this season even at three and eight it doesn't feel like a waste a lot of the seasons of the past especially last year felt like wasted opportunities this season for the first time in a long time feels like considerable growth so that's at least something to be excited well at least the last five or six weeks for sure yeah, earlier, earlier than that, it didn't feel like they were going anywhere. But now we're far away from early. Who cares yes, about early? We now, now we're living in the moment, Jess. Be like me. Live in the moment. I'm trying to, but man, you are Mr. Optimistic over there. Am I? I've nice, never, I've never nice been called save, that in a by day in my life. USA, nice save. Hanging in there. 0-0. Zero, yeah. zero, just one added minute. At the, yeah. at the F. So we're almost at halftime. Uh, Shane Orling, Jesse Rogers in for Carmen Yurko. Mike North will join us. His bonus pick of the week is next. Tyler Rocky, Dion Miller in for Waddle and Sylvie 2 to 6. We'll cross talk with them at 2 on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. See what Carmen and Yurko are talking about. On Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago today. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Shane Orling, Jesse Rogers in for Carmen and Yurko. 
We've got Mike North's bonus pick of the day coming up right here. Quickly, Jesse, though, the Bears put out their Friday injury report while we were yep. in break. I want to break it down for the people. Uh, Jaquan Brisker is out with a concussion. Dane Crookshank, Dane Crookshank, fully active. He will play. The important one, Justin Fields, obviously with the shoulder, was limited in practice again today. He's questionable. Kyler Gordon did not practice. He will not play on Sunday. Tevin Jenkins, a full participant, so he's in. And Sterling Weatherford, the final name on the injury report, out with a concussion. Did not practice at all this week. Yeah, so injury bug really hurting them, and we just don't have a, a, a real definitive answer on on fields. Questionable. I, I, I'm at the point saying him not not play. Earlier in the week, I thought they should. Why not just sit him? But get him back for Green Bay. Beat the Packers, get another bye, or you know another week off with the bye, and then go from there. The key word there is limited. Again, today in practice, Justin Fields limited. Uh, if he's not a full participant, it does seem kind of unlikely that he's going to go on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's not such a bad thing. Mike North is on the line. Mike. Yeah, my guy. What's up, buddy? Crookshank's playing. That's all we need. <laughs> that's going to get us over the hump. It's time for the Bears yeah, defense to show us something right without there. Gordon or Brisker. Absolutely. How are you doing, fellas? Happy Thanksgiving, of course. To you, Shay, and to my old pal, Jesse Rogers. I said, you know what? We shared some turkey together back oh, yeah. in the day. And, uh, Oh yeah, and you know remember, what? Remember, said, you know what? Pat, remember when we used to watch soccer all the time together, Pappy? Let me tell you something. Is it almost over? <laughs> it's halftime. <laughs> so no. no. I'm talking about the whole tournament. The whole oh, thing. No, no it's, it's not. not it's not. <laughs> Somebody's telling me English when I go, I got Cincinnati in the NCAA football game right now. Please leave me alone. <laughs> you know, everybody's got a World Cup. It's just a different sport. Right now, my World Cup is the Bearcats trying to beat, uh, trying to win their game right now. But, fellas, it's good to talk to you. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, I look out the window. I always look forward to this time because I was 3-1 and one the last couple weeks. The bonus picks are on fire right now. I got a couple games for you real quick here. Number one, uh, the Brooklyn Nets are playing Indiana tonight. Uh, Jesse, uh, Shay, Shay, I don't know if you, I, I don't know your personal history, but if you have money saved up, just put it down on Indiana. I'm You're a double your bucks. The Indiana Pacers, my friend, plus the three and a half tonight. It's Brooklyn, I know. Uh, well, they've been getting, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you know what? They got the name brand. People That's like right. to jump on it. They think they're going to wake up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's the NBA. It doesn't matter who's done what. Do you feel like playing tonight? Do you, you know, it's the day after everybody had the day off. There's like 14, 15 games tonight. You know, the next time they cry about playing on Christmas, remember, they do get Thanksgiving off, fellas. So uh, give thanks to the Indiana Pacers tonight, plus the three and a half. And last but not least, uh, you could take basically – Give Michigan to seven and a half if you want. I'm going to go money line minus three hundred to win a hundred on Ohio State. I wow. think that last year was their deal. I think that Ohio State is the much better team. Now that doesn't mean anything in this rivalry. A couple of turnovers here and there. Uh, this is the type of rivalry it could be a very close game. But I look at the points. But I look at what I've analyzed. I just look at the players at the key positions. Michigan's a heck of a football program. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I just have trouble believing with the talent that Ohio State has that they're going to lose two in a row, especially at the horseshoe. A huge game for both teams. So I'm going to lean and take Ohio State probably with the money line tomorrow.
Mike, I'm on the points with Ohio State. I, I, I agree with you that oftentimes the better team doesn't matter. But really, if you look at the history of this rivalry, especially lately, the better team is Ohio State, and the better team wins sometimes by a lot. There were two games in the past three years they scored over 60 points. And I have a feeling after the debacle last year, they're out for blood. Oh, yeah, that's a great point, Jay. And I'll tell you this. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not like uh, they're playing Northwestern. This is personal. Uh, there's stuff talked about during the off season. You know, a lot of these guys know each other. Uh, you know, social media has been bragging for, uh, you know, a year about Michigan yeah. winning. Uh, Harbaugh's a guy you like to be. Jesse and I know Jimmy personally. One of the great guys. Never saw, I don't know about you, Jess, but when I was with him at Gibson's, we with a, <laughs> I never saw Coach Harbaugh in, in the future. I didn't. No. Um, yeah, no. we should have known. I should have known being the coach's son. I, I, I root for him. I just can't tomorrow. There you have Good it. Good call, Pappy. Good call. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. I love you. Thanks for having me on, boys. Bye. Of course, Mike. Have a great yes. weekend. There All right, so it. there it is. The Pacers and then leaning Ohio State, at least on the money line, maybe even giving the points. I'm taking the points with Ohio State. I know it's swallowing seven and a half. There's a lot. I just feel like they, they want to commit a murder tomorrow. They're so well, angry about A big about shooter like you buy year. a half and take it at seven. Why would shooter. I buy a point? What am I, cap? Well, because the, the the key number is seven, and you're a big shooter. I'm not like that, man. You if be on I, the big, if you I believe be on the in the game, number. I'm just playing the number as it is. I don't want to buy right. stuff. I'm not right. I'm not laying extra for half a point. <laughs> I'm just helping you. It's a sucker sure. bet, Jess. Well, it's a sucker bet unless they win by seven, which is a, a, a key well, number. Well, and then I lose on the hook. By the way, yesterday this did happen to me. I did yeah. lose on – I had a teaser with three legs that all hit, six-point teaser, and the one leg that didn't was Bills minus three-and-a-half, up by oh. three – Extra point, and Bass just goes wide left. Thanks, yeah. pal. Appreciate you. Those are killers, aren't they? Yeah. I, I I just watched for entertainment yesterday, but I could not believe the Lions were getting 10 at home. I just seemed like complete disrespect. Thanksgiving, a team that's on a roll, I thought that was seemed like a trap, if anything. like they, I, I don't understand why they were getting 10 at home. That was a lot, and they covered. Jess, great being in with you for Carmen Yurko. We'll crosstalk with Tyler Rocky and Dion Miller coming up at 2. Jordan Mylotta, Eagles offensive lineman, has the final word on Carmen and Yurko, brought to you by Wendy's. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. Had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yurko. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.